0: Occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex Composite Decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.
1: The Rebel Sport. Celebrating 25
0: years of helping Kiwis find their win. It's New Zealand's top 25 sporting moments from the last 25 years.
1: Number 14. Thanks for all your nominations for New Zealand's Top 25 Sporting Moments from the last 25 years. We've compiled the list based on your feedback. And number 14 is Brendan McCullum scoring New Zealand's first and only Test Triple Century. Right then, here we go. (laughs) 621 for six and Brendan McCullum is on 298. Well, it was really special. I've got to say, um, I wouldn't say I cried, but I will say I was quite emotional about the, ho- the whole deal for a number of reasons. But uh, Brendan McCullum uh, stays on with us to, to spend uh, a few moments with us, just uh, recollecting that time in his cricketing life. Uh, Baz, morning again. Is it, is it the number one memory you've got in the game? Is it, is it the standout?
0: Yeah, thanks, Matty. i got... I don't. I'm not an overly emotional bloke either. But even just sort of hearing, hearing that played played over again, sort of just get those good kind of chills down your spine, and just you, you put yourself back in that um, period, I guess, and in, in that moment. And look, I think I was lucky enough to have a couple of really cool moments throughout my career. But in, in terms of what at that moment, what it meant for the New Zealand sporting public, I think, Smitty, I think that was why what made it so cool. and, and the applause after we managed to reach 300. And you'll remember it vividly. It just went on and on and on, and no one sat down, and and people just uh, you could see a sense of relief that we got the monkey off the back, and know, um, I felt a, almost a sense of embarrassment that it happened to be me who did it. When you think that you know the late great Martin Crowe got so close, and and it seemed fitting that him, as our greatest cricketer, um, held that held that um, that score, but. Yeah, though it certainly goes down in my, in my mind as one of my fondest, mainly because of the impact it had for other people as well, Smitty.
1: Well, you know, and that was reflected in who came. I mean, you know, the Test match, for all intensive purposes, by the time you'd got to that mark, had become pretty safe from New Zealand's point of view. Um, there was an outside chance there could have been a result, but when that happens, people don't tend to come. I, I recall what I recall about that crowd, and what I recall uh, about the type of crowd it was. So many businessmen, so many workers had come down, taken that time off work, and lining up outside the gate to pay to, uh, to get in. It, w- it was just qu- quite extraordinary, uh, and that to me was one of the memories. It just how everyone wanted to be there, or wanted to be there if they could for that moment. Uh, and you're right, uh, it did it did sort of um, reflect on on a milestone that the whole of the country could enjoy. But that for me was. That was to me was one of the most interesting sights. The other thing that I, I recall about you know milestones like that, you needed a beginnings. We were in trouble in that test match. That was the thing. I just take you back uh, when you came to the wicket, uh, having been rolled in the first innings for 192, uh, India 438. Um, you came to the wicket. we were still 194 runs behind, uh, and, and deep in it. To be fair, uh, and I think though when you achieve a milestone, the fact that uh, you do it when your team needs it the most. It's also quite rewarding, isn't it?
0: Yeah, definitely, mate. And I mean, we'd won the first Test match um, in Auckland, and so it was only two Test match series because no one would play us for more than two Tests at that stage. And and uh, we're playing against the number one Test team in the world in India, and we won that first Test. So it would mean so much to us to be able to try and uh, to actually tick off a series win. And I guess for my captaincy as well at the time, Smitty, I really needed a kind of line in the sand moment too. I'd sort of threatened, but never really put any performances on the board as as a team for where we could sort of say, you know, what everything which we've been talking about have was starting to come to fruition. And and I, I got out in the first innings. I got caught a mid off, which anyone that knows cricket is in a test match is probably not the ideal scenario when you're when you're on less than ten is to get caught mid off. Trying to play a sort of uppish drive, but that was kind of, I guess, the way that that sometimes my my downfalls would lead. But so I really, it was it was so important that we, not that we won the game, or not even that we won the series as such, but we were shown to fight. And I, I constantly talked about and, and throughout my time that I think the New Zealand public can handle New Zealand cricket team losing, but they want to see it play in a manner that they're proud of, which is an extension of the New Zealand people, and that even if we don't win, we fight and we ask more of the opposition than than what other teams have previously. And so that was kind of our first mindset is we need to fight here. And BJ Watling, well there's no greater fighter that I've played cricket with to be honest than BJ Watling. And and so he was kind of the one who actually got us together and sort of said, Baz, we can do this. And and then I sort of fed off off of his real um deep desire to to not give in um and then it kind of just compounded over a period of time and and then you know we we gave ourselves a chance and 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 then we were able to obviously secure it but it started with you know the strength of of bj watlings to say we're not we're not lying down here and as leader i'd said many times we're not lying down but sometimes you need your other leaders around you to actually remind you of what you've been telling everyone else to and And I I certainly remember it was B.J. Watling firmly who did it.
1: 281 not out uh, the night before. Uh, Knowing Brendan McCullum, as I do, you're probably unlikely just to be at that stage, probably a little bit fatigued, but unlikely um, to not have a a red wine or a beer that night anyway. Uh, So that night and that following morning as you made your way to the ground, what were
0: you feeling? Well, you're spot on, and you certainly know me well enough, Smitty, to know that I had to wet the whistle later on that night as well. And I actually remember it goes back a fraction too. Um, at tea time, um, I came in and I was a shot duck. I really was. I was, I was on about two hundred or or something, and I was cooked. the The fatigue of batting that long and just the the mental drain of it. Um, and the boys said to me, "Mate, just get through. Imagine if you could bat the day out. You bat another day out here." And I was like, oh, well, if I bat the day out, then I, honestly I expect a couple of cold ones sitting in my seat when I get back in. So then they kind of reminded me as we were going through that final session that that the manager, Mike Sandel, had arranged a couple of quiet sherbets and they are just chilling in a nice little ice bucket in front of my seat, in front of the honours board there. So that was enough motivation to get me through till the end of the night alongside um, Jimmy Neesham and, uh, and probably his enthusiasm too because he was on debut. So that that kind of youthful exuberance that comes with um, younger players kind of dragged me through as well. And then that night, uh, well, we sat around actually afterwards and we had a couple of beers just to celebrate what we'd been able to achieve already um, in the team, and that was a really cool moment and, and are the moments which I played for. Um, but then I got back to my, my room and I was ready to sort of shut things down and then the old man had missed his flight and he needed someone to pay for his beers, so he gave me a call and so I went down and had a couple of couple of quiet snifters with them down at the Cambridge tavern where we were watching I think the Dapdo dogs coming in um, and so we kind of just got through that with Stephen Bock as well as the president of New Zealand Cricket at the time. We got through the night and then um, woke up the next morning and I was feeling pretty pretty content I would say Smitty um, been on 280 or something and then I turned on the TV and I did see the late great Martin Crowe talking about the significance of what it would mean if we were able to cross that 300 mark and then I honestly, I just started to really get (laughs) quite nervous and I was never a nervous cricketer but I started to understand the context of it all Um, and then, so then I turned up at the ground and realised when looked around that there was just, just droves of people coming into the Basin Reserve and again the youthful youthful exuberance of Jimmy Neesham he turned around to me and he said I can't believe they're all coming here to watch me play my debut and so I had, to, had to have a bit of a laugh and and then we went out to bat and, and I was actually I started poorly and I was really nervous and it wasn't until I nicked one behind mate where it fell just short of MS Stony. and then I kind of just said to myself, If it's meant to be, it's meant to be. Just go and play and, and I managed to play a bit freer and, and then get to the three hundred but there was a few few by plays along the road, yes. And uh, we're talking to Brendan McCullum, folks, by the way. Of course, you'll recognise the voice.
1: But the occasion as we're celebrating and reliving uh, as number 14 in our best 25 minutes, uh, 25 moments of sport in the last 25 years, uh, reliving that beautiful, uh, wonderful triple hundred at the Basin Reserve. Then you found the gap uh, just behind point, I recall. And man, that must have been great.
0: Well, it was because it was also a similar gap that Martin Crowe was going for when he was on 299 at that same same ground, and and you'll know better than me, Smitty. It might even have been the same end, to be honest. And it so was. there was a a real yes. Oh, well, there you go. So it was. So there was a real symmetry, I guess, in, in that moment for New Zealand sports fans and those who had supported the New Zealand cricket team over the decades, which the which our our careers had crossed. So. Yeah, it was just a, a relief. It was probably just on or about off stump as well. And, 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 you know, there's an element of risk with that shot. But, I mean, I've gone back and watched that moment a few times. And, and you know, uh, when you call it and say gets it through the gap, and then the, like oh, I can remember that exact feeling. Um, and, and every time I hear that commentary, which is why when I heard it right at the start there, um, it just sends just sends shivers down, down my spine and just you do get quite emotional just because in your sporting career you, you hope to be able to make an impact at some stage. You have all these lofty dreams when you first come into the into the sport, but very rarely do they rea- realistically play out. But to have had a moment, to have had a, a day in the sun which left all those who had supported this team um, with a moment to, and a memory to take away from it forever is is something I'm immensely proud of and, and just so grateful for the opportunity.
1: Well, Baz, uh, thanks very much for hanging on in there and celebrating with us. Um, this moment I'll never forget, um, because I was there and able to, to talk about it too, was just uh, Johnny on the spot, the luck of the draw for me to be able to uh, put my voice to it. So, hey, fantastic. Uh, enjoy uh, the rest of your, your day. and uh, Continue to reflect yeah. a wee bit, actually. a Wonderful thing to have uh, for your kids as well. Uh, that kind of footage and that that kind of memory as well because when they were little they didn't quite know what dad did for a job and uh, when (laughs) when they listen to that they'll know exactly why Brennan McCullum thank you very much for being number 14 on our best 25 sporting moments in the last 25 years thank you sir